Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I believe that Donald Trump won the election. I believe that they tried to steal the election. I think there was large-scale cheating. I think there was large-scale voter fraud, and it has to be brought out. He's not giving up. He won't give up because he's for us. When you have video footage of people taking bags of ballots and showing that they are for Donald Trump and lighting them on fire, question everything, right? Two weeks after the election and the results are clear, but many Americans, including the president of the United States, have yet to accept the outcome. Millions are living under a murky cloud of disinformation, and that cloud is growing with dangerous consequences for democracy. Hello, everyone. I'm CNN political director David Chalian. And I'm CNN chief political correspondent Dana Bash in Fornia. Welcome to Politically Sound. As if we didn't know how divided America already was, this election showed us how the roots of that division run really deep. But instead of working to bring the nation together, many people in power and the institutions that support them are increasing the divides with disinformation. And that presents a unique challenge for the man elected to be the next president. Joe Biden built his campaign on bringing the country together. I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but unify. We have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. They are not our enemies, they are Americans. But he now will have to govern a country where tens of millions of voters and most of the opposition party show no sign that they want to work with him, even as the nation faces challenges that call for unity above all else, like a pandemic that has left more than 250 thousand Americans dead, and it is still out of control. So in this episode, we'll explain how election denials from the president of the United States and his allies are sabotaging the democratic process and deepening those divides, as well as how and if the country can be stitched back together. We'll also be joined by CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian Stelter, who will take us inside the world of misinformation being consumed by millions of the president's supporters and explain how conservative media are splintering in light of President Trump's defeat. So it's time to tune out the noise and tune in to what's politically sound. Okay, Dana, let's dive into this. Uh, When you look at the election denials coming from the president and others around him, what does that tell you about how divided America is right now? Beyond divided, because this is the moment in time every four or eight years, depending on what happens, where America comes together with a purpose that everybody agrees on, which is This is the basic tenet of democracy. That is, there's a peaceful transition of power. The person who lost concedes that explicitly, and then the the sort of wheels get into motion to make sure that in a very, very short amount of time, I mean, you're really only talking in the best of times, you know, 
three months, two and a half months, that an entire government turns over, that that happens. And we've seen it so many times, David, you and I covering uh, presidential campaigns for, you know, a long time, a little, little longer than you, but uh, we've seen it happen over and over again. And one of the reasons that these candidates, either president or challenger, does it is to bring their supporters along, to send a signal that, you know, the person who won, not us, is going to be the president and you have to have to rally around them because that's what Americans do. And the opposite is happening in every single way. And I still feel like we're in some kind of dystopian situation that this is not happening, even though we understand, of course, it's happening because it's the Trump era and we expect the unexpected. And, you know, part of me thinks this is Donald Trump trying to do two things. One, make sure that whatever his post-presidential life is going to be has this totally enthusiastic, robust support from his followers and his supporters sticking with him all the way through. So by getting them engaged and bought in, that this thing is somehow being stolen from him, this absurd, baseless claim, keeps them signed up for whatever Trump 2021, Trump 2022 project is. That's one thing. But two— to ensure that Joe Biden gets started at such a deficit of position, that that he is so hampered in the fact that there's this delayed transition that it somehow means he doesn't get a honeymoon, he doesn't come out of the gate with any kind of uh, unity in the country or position of strength, and that he is from the get-go seen as a weakened president, that he can never recover from that while he's facing this huge uh, pandemic. I, I think those are some twin goals that Donald Trump may have here. Here's my concern. Because Trump has this unique ability to drive millions and millions of people to believe an alternate, I can't call it an alternate truth. It's not truth. There's only one truth here. This election was totally legitimate. But but to believe in this alternate theory, this crazy theory that the election is rigged and stolen and fraudulent, that Joe Biden's mission to deliver on what was his key rationale for running, this like healing of the soul of the nation, the battle for the soul of the nation. And I just wonder, Dana, if that actually will be for naught because Donald Trump is ensuring that we remain as divided as ever. Right. I mean, just look at this Monmouth poll uh, out this week. 99% of Biden voters say they think Biden won the 2020 election fair and square. 11% of Trump voters feel the same way. So, I mean, what do you think the answer is to that question you just posed, David? I mean, we heard Joe Biden, you know, successfully make the argument that he's the guy who can bring the country together. When I say successfully, is that it, it that helped him get elected. It was appealing to voters. Can he deliver on that? I'm skeptical. You know I'm skeptical about that. I hope and pray, given the way in which the pandemic is raging right now, given the economic recovery that needs to take place for Americans, that somehow when the new Congress comes in, when a new president is inaugurated, that there is a moment of coming together in this country. That is my hope and prayer. I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe we are at this moment in time irreparably divided. Okay. Well, I, I feel like I should say something hopeful right now because if, say something hopeful. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to go have a good cry after listening to you say that. But you know, look, it's possible we're irreparably divided. I think the hopeful thing that I will put in there, the data points that that you know I see and you see just through historical lenses, is that you know 
the country has been really divided before to the point of an actual civil war, not just, you know, a rhetorical and political one. And America recovered, and it is possible. I'll be the voice of hope, the hopey, changey voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, one of President-elect Biden's biggest challenges in trying to unite the country will be finding a way to combat conservative misinformation. But as Brian Stelter will tell us, that landscape is changing. Stay with us. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. It's impossible to talk about division in America without talking about how misinformation spreads. And since the election, disinformation and conspiracy theories about the results haven't just come from the White House. They have been amplified by right-wing media. So today... CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian Stelter, will walk you through how and why that misinformation has taken over the airwaves, what it's doing to the conservative media landscape, and what that means for the country moving forward. When I watch right-wing TV shows these days, I feel like I am watching a sitcom produced in a parallel fictional world. In real life, the election ended weeks ago. But whenever I grab my remote control and I travel through the far-right wormhole, the election is still underway. This is Newsmax, where we have not called the election. Why would we? We do not know who has won. That's Greg Kelly. He is deep in denial. Or at least he says he is. Because right now, election denialism is good for business. Denying that Joe Biden is the president-elect is a way to win views, clicks, and retweets from President Trump's biggest fans. And that's what I want to talk about. The incentives. The supply and demand. Why is there such demand to be lied to? Well, I have a theory, and I think it involves your middle finger. Does your heart jump when you hear that music? Because mine sure does. I was in the car, listening on the radio, when this moment happened. After four long, tense days, we've reached a historic moment in this election. We can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN and all the major networks projected Biden's win on Saturday, November 7th. Winning the White House and denying President Trump a second term. Denying. That word stings like a hornet or a wasp. Of course, the decision desks were right. Their projections were rooted in math and models and logic. 
But some Trump loyalists just could not believe it, did not believe it, or maybe just didn't want to believe it. We live in a media world that reminds me of those old choose-your-own-adventure books, games where you get to choose the outcome. If you don't like the story, you just choose a different adventure. Or, in this case, a different channel. Cue Newsmax. We do not have a president-elect. Mainstream media, they are so anxious to call it a day, to move on. A few weeks ago, Greg Kelly was a washed-up former local TV guy broadcasting to an audience of just 80 or 90,000 viewers on Newsmax, a wannabe version of Fox News. Thank you to the president of the United States who's been retweeting us left and right lately, urging folks to leave Fox and come over to Newsmax. So again, welcome. During Kelly's hour, Fox News was averaging 3 million viewers. That's 30 times as many viewers. Staffers at Fox laughed at me when I brought up Newsmax as a possible rival. But that was before election week. Kelly's show is now scoring about a million viewers a night. And Fox's ratings have slumped at the same time. A sizable part of the base that Trump and Fox shared has soured on Fox. At least for now. Those protesters are angry because, well, honestly, Fox reported the news. Their decision desk was the first to project that Biden would win Arizona. And they are calling Biden the president-elect, just like every other major network. But let's think about that word, major. There is deep distrust of anything and everything institutional. And the major networks, Fox, CNN, CBS, NBC, ABC, they are institutional. The distrust in this country runs so deep among Trump's fans that it is causing a fracturing of right-wing media. Newsmax and another channel, One American News, are trying to one-up each other with fantasies about overturning Biden's win. First of all, welcome to Newsmax, where we have not called this election again because we do not know who has won this election. There is pending... And Trump is encouraging this, tweeting conspiracy theories and claiming he won and promoting channels like Newsmax that make him feel better. And then his lies spread all across social media, and they inspire people like Kelly to keep up the fight. Pretty amazing, actually. Do not count President Trump out. He's not conceding. He's got the resources to fight. The incentives for Kelly are clear. To keep producing this parallel universe, to keep supplying false hope, to keep his ratings up. He is the supply. But why is there demand? After all, most Americans have moved on. But there is a base that wants election denialism even though this disinformation is threatening the fabric of our democracy. You know, some Fox News shows are wallowing in this nonsense, too. It's everywhere. When I tune in, when I watch, I'm reminded of an essay by Rich Lowry, the conservative editor and frequent cable news guest. Last month, he called 2020 the middle finger election. To put it in blunt terms, he said, for many people, voting for Trump is the only middle finger available. It is, he said, a gigantic, rude gesture to the cultural left. A way to say, screw you. Well, if that's what a vote for Trump was, it didn't quite work. So now embracing election denialism is the new middle finger gesture. 
even just pretending to think the vote was rigged, even just indulging the idea that maybe it was stolen from Trump. That's the new way to stick it to the institutions, to the big bad media, to the deep state, whoever you want to flip off. And where there's demand for this, there will always be supply. There will always be outlets like Newsmax. And honestly, the more I watch this stuff, the fewer answers I have, the fewer solutions I have. Election denialism is a middle finger to democracy. And what are you supposed to meet a middle finger with? A fist bump? Uh, An outstretched hand ready for a handshake? Ready to forgive and forget? I've been in enough New York City traffic jams to know that usually one rude gesture is matched by another, and usually some curse words, too. Look, it's bad enough to argue over a parking spot, but now we are arguing over democratic norms. And the more that I watch this fictional universe, this parallel universe of disinformation and election denialism, the more I see something really clearly. It's that the Trump-era war on truth is not going away. It will be raging long after Biden is president. Dana, as Brian's really interesting report shows, there's clearly an appetite for this kind of misinformation. There's an audience for conspiracy theories. And listening to Brian talk about that if the demand is there, there will always be supply. Even if Donald Trump is on a mission to take down Fox News now, there will be other outlets that spring up and fill that void. And if that's the case, if we now live in a world where there is not an agreed-upon set of facts that where you are politically determines what you consider to be a set of facts, I ask you this impossible question to answer. How does the country remain governable? It's really hard. It's really, really hard. Just, you know, even in the past five to ten years, yes, you said there have been conspiracy theories and there have been media outlets that propagate them, but nothing like what we see now. And the way that we have overcome that kind of thing as a society in recent history is leaders who are trusted have come out and say, no, what you are hearing is wrong. I mean, the most vivid example is John McCain in Minnesota in that rally. I got to ask you a question. I do not uh, believe in, I can't trust Obama. I, I, I have read about him and he's not, he's not, he's a, um, he's an Arab. He is not. No, man. no, man. no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. He's a, He's a, he's a decent family man, citizen that I just happen to have disagreements with on, on fundamental issues. And that's what this campaign is all about. He's not. Thank you. I was there. I witnessed that. And that seemed really normal to me. That seemed like the way it was supposed to be when a person running for the highest office in the land or any office in the land hears something that is incorrect, even if they want their job, even if they disagree with them wholeheartedly, you can't let these things go on because that is how democracies begin to crumble. I mean, not to be too, you know, dire and extreme, but it is true. I mean, propaganda helps fuel everything from, you know, fascism to, you know, 
communists and, you know, socialist regimes that are completely unfair and don't listen to the will of the people, which is what a democracy should be. So the hope is that those leaders will come back and have power and stop being intimidated by those who just propagate those lies. What do you think? I mean, it's amazing listening to what you're saying, Dana, because that McCain moment, it is so instructive. And, you know, Barack Obama writes about this in his new memoir. Right, Where right. he talks about the the Sarah Palin moment, which is where that woman voter in Minnesota come, like, grew out of, right? With that mm-hmm. we saw the fringe world on the right gravitate towards Palin. And she started stoking that when she was on the ticket with McCain. And that's actually mm-hmm. what McCain was having to push back on in that moment. Yep. was something that his own running mate was stoking. And I think about now, you say, have leaders like that come back. I mean, the sitting current president of the United States is an active, agitating participant in stoking these conspiracy theories. What is amazing to me is that they claim voter fraud took place. Every election official says there was no widespread voter fraud. The fraud that is taking place is the one that Donald Trump is trying to perpetrate on the public Mm -hmm. right now. And, you know, you cited a Monmouth poll before they released today another piece of that poll. 70% of Americans in this poll say that the country has become more divided since Trump took office. But when you look at the partisan division, 90% of Democrats say that. Only 49% of Republicans, I say only, half Republicans, that's a large chunk. But Dana, you're talking about, that leaves a majority of the Republican Party, of Republican voters, that do not believe he's trying to Mm -hmm. divide the nation. This is why we don't see a McCain-style leader coming up, because they, as Kevin McCarthy told the New York Times this week, they are so dependent Mm-hmm. on this incredible force of support that Donald Trump has with with voters across this country. They are mm-hmm. so dependent on those voters for their own success going forward. Well, I will say that I think that Trumpism is going to be here for a little while, and he's not going anywhere in the White House or or not. The one thing that I have been thinking a lot about is that Donald Trump is such a unique figure. It just It's hard to see his power transferable, even to his own children. And so— this is a moment in time, and it might last longer than people who are disgusted by the divisions in this country would like to see, but it's not a forever thing because he is such a unique individual. So how's that for trying to be hopeful <laughs> in a twisted, backwards <laughs> way? Um, I, that is I look it. forward to I look forward yeah. to seeing your theory uh, borne out. Yeah. And, and again, this is not a partisan thing. This is a American thing that, you know, it would be nice for people to just take a breath and try to figure things out as adults and as Americans. That is it for this week's episode of Politically Sound. Thank you so much for listening. If you could take a few minutes to give us a rating and a review. And if you're listening for the first time, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you get our latest episode each week delivered right to you. Politically Sound is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Will Cadigan and Mimi Mutesa. Haley Thomas is the senior producer. Raj Makija is the senior production manager. And Francisco Monroy is our engineer. David Toledo is the team's production assistant. And a special thanks to Abby Sharp for her help on this week's episode. The executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. We'll see you next week. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. 
And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep Next Level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.